0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. If you're a veteran and you're struggling or feel like you are leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you'll be a burden to someone or you don't feel like you should weigh that, put that weight on your inner circle, Call the hotline at nine eighty and take option one. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at d underscore misfit nation. It's d underscore misfit nation. This will keep you up to date with our latest news, episodes, and of course, our great guests. Speaking of which, welcome to the Misfit Nation, Kim Langling. She has been writing since 2004, showcasing her faith, nature, love of rescue animals, and living with PTSD. She loves meeting and chatting with new people and tossing nuggets of hope out into the world, hoping to brighten someone's day. She's the lead author and coordinator of a collaborative three-book series titled When Grace Found Me, the host of the podcast Let Fear Bounce, and the host of The Right Stuff, the author's voice TV show. You can regularly find Kim drinking coffee, walking around out in nature with her trusty rescue dog, Dexter, chatting with critters and coming up with new ideas. So let's welcome to the show, Kim Langley. How are you, Kim?
1: I am doing wonderful this evening. Thanks so much for having me on tonight.
0: Oh, it's great to be able to connect with a fellow veteran and a uh, Thank you for your service in the Air Force and uh, for everything you're doing now. You you have a very creative, creative path that you went on since 2004. As we said in the intro there, a lot of people would, they hit those walls during that time. It's a long time to do it. It's uh, 18 years now in a lifetime almost for most people. And you're still going strong. So if you don't mind, tell us a little more about your backstory from as far back as you want to go to how we got to where we are now
1: wow you know it's quite a journey just like everybody else's is <laughs> um, i went into the service right out of high school uh, a month after graduation i was off at basic training down in san antonio texas and loved the military and i was excelling it was doing you know well loved what i was doing and um you know as happens sometimes traumatic events happen and i uh for me I'll just be very honest, I I live with PTSD. Um, Due to an incident, um, coming home one night and heading back to my barracks, I was grabbed in a parking lot and tossed in the car and taken away. Um, And that's all I'm going to say about that. But it was it was hours later, I was able to get away and running. I was I was stationed in a really cold area at that time. And I remember running through knee deep snow, well below zero in the middle of the night, it was wee early hour morning hours, you know, and uh, I remember running and it being hard to breathe because it was so cold. And looking back, I can see with each step that I ran, I was building a wall and, you know, brick by brick and damned if anything was going to get out no nightmares we're gonna get out I was locking them all away um but you can only keep things locked away for so long things will happen life happens and those walls will come crashing down whether you want them to or not and that's what happened to me 15 years later and I was going through just oh all kinds of life circumstances were happening just one after the other big life-altering things that happens to everybody the death of loved ones, friends, family, divorce. You know, uh, a friend of mine had committed suicide. It was just over and over and over. And it was, it was, it felt as if it was more than I could bear. And then my walls came crashing down and everything that I had kept locked up for so long uh, came swooping out. And, you know, you got veterans out there listening. If you carry your demons with you, you, you know, it's not fun when they come out and they peek their heads out and they want to play a game um and mine were just having a party and i thought i was losing it and i became ill couldn't sleep was chain smoking like a chimney lost all kinds of weight and i had just joined a veteran post uh actually it's veterans of the vietnam war so all these they're all guys they're all about 20 years older than me and they started calling me the kid and <laughs> They, uh, <laughs> I know and they still call me the kid and I'm in my fifties. I'm like, you can call me the kid as long as you want to. <laughs> um,
0: Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, a couple of those guys that I've become very close to them and their wives, they, they were, you know, just like extra sets of parents actually. And they said, Hey, you know, kid, we don't know what's going on with you, but we know the signs. And if you don't go get help, we're going to drag you to go get help. And I used some very colorful language, telling them, I'm fine. I don't need your help. (laughs) Insert, you know, whatever you want to in the blanks. (laughs) And uh, they said, you know, if you don't go, we're going to drag you kicking and screaming. We're going to make you go. And they did, they did make me go. And that was the beginning. Of this journey that I'm currently on, learning how to face down my demons and tell them, you know, hey, you're not welcome here anymore. You know, if you want to peek your head back in again, well, I'm I'm gonna fight and kick your ass right back out the door again. And you know, it is a battle. It's a continuous battle. I think that it's unseen there's unseen scars and those unseen battles that people wage every single day, but you would never know it because they have a smile on their face. You know, you slap right. that mask on your face when you walk out your back door every day to go to work or wherever you're going and people will look at you and say, Oh my goodness. You know, she's always so bubbly and happy and looking, and she's doing this and she does that and she does that. And sometimes you just, you want to say, wow, if you only knew, <laughs> you know, right. but, uh, my strength came when I found my faith. And that's that's my personal journey. My strength began to come when I found my faith. That just kind of shored up these extra little battle buddies that I could have with me, kind of. And um, I started writing. And that was incredibly cathartic. Was I a good writer? I don't think I was. Um, but people were <laughs> noticing it, you know. Back in the day, 2004, they were, you know, people were noticing it, local newspapers and stuff like that. And I was being asked to go speak to different organizations and things. And it was all veteran related because I was interviewing veterans and sharing their stories in the local newspaper. Dozens and dozens of veterans from every era, um, from World War II to, you know, current day. And oh my goodness, the blessings that came. And listening to their, and so a lot of these men, several of whom were former prisoners of war, wow. um, one in World War II was a former, two of them in World War II were prisoners of war, and two from Korea. Um, and it's so humbling. It is so humbling. And a couple of them didn't want to meet in person. They said they just wanted to talk on the phone. They'd never shared their story before, and they didn't wow. want to look at me while they did and i said are you you know are you sure you want to do this i'm you know i'm not pushing in any way and they said no i need to get this story out before i die and those stories listening to those men made gave put a spark in me i think because i'm thinking if they got through what they got through i can get through my own stuff you know, right. and I'm looking at these men that are in their 80s and 90s and when they talk about their service, you see, you see that 18 year old, and that 19 year old in their eyes, yeah. you can see it and how they would weep for their fallen comrades, you know, decades later and the things that they went through and some of their stories they shared were, I didn't share part, a lot of it in the newspaper just simply because it was very, very graphic. And they just needed to get it out. And I just happened to be the one that God put in front of them to listen. And uh, those stories changed me and changed the way I look at things. And it also gave me this spark to help other veterans. And the veteran post that I'm in, 22 years ago now, we started a, uh, it's called Project Support Our Troops, where every month for 22 years, we have sent boxes to deployed men and women and it's wow. all done by donations and this is our 22nd year this christmas our next packing which is next week or the first week in december that'll be the beginning of our 22nd year of sending you know we've sent literally hundreds of thousands of boxes and that's that started something else in me you know it's like okay well we're we're sending stuff to these people and they don't know us you know And it's changing their days in in some way, even if it's only for a minute or two, it's given them a taste of home and then started helping very quietly uh, veterans around my area where I live. Someone would give us a call or give me a call and say, hey, we've got someone who's struggling or we have someone who's literally living in a shack, like a shack with a dirt floor. Um, We got to see if we can't get in there and help. And... We've done that over and over and over again and it's uh, the journey has been amazing and helping veterans and just give that light, give a little bit that little spark because I don't know I don't know your story, um, but if you've ever been in the bottom of that barrel, it's a it's a horrible place to be. And that's putting it really lightly. And, and i've
0: been there go ahead that's a, a place that a lot of our brothers and sisters wind up in and uh, they don't realize that there's people like you that's out there that is willing to listen and willing to let them get that stuff off their chest and sometimes that's all they need is to voice it get that out there right. And that's kind of that's kind of why i started the show to let veterans have that voice to open up their chest and maybe get that burden off that chest. And it sounds that kind of what you do too, it's almost the same exact the same approach, except now that you have the, the other 22 years of sending thousands of packages across the world to other uh, veterans that are now serving around the world, which is amazing. So I think uh, you're, you're definitely on the right path.
1: I I hope so. (laughs) I mean, it's it's been, it has been such, you know, it's, and none of this was anything that I had ever anticipated, any of the stuff that I've been doing, you know, over these years and um, for the veterans and stuff, because I look back at those 15 years where I kept everything in and I realized just how, how hard and bitter I was. I didn't realize it. You know, it takes a lot of work to keep all that tucked in and right. you don't realize it until you start letting it out. And exactly, when you start letting it out, it's going to keep on coming out. So <laughs> you've got to, you've got to have the right resources and the right people around you to help you because, you know, put your pride to the side. And that, that might sound harsh. And maybe some people are like flipping me the bird right now. But there comes a time where you do, you do have to ask for help. Are you a strong person? Yeah. Yeah, you are. You are way stronger than you realize. You know how much strength it takes to hold all that stuff in for so long. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. But when you let some of that weight come off you and you let some of it come out and then more of it come out, more of it come out. Oh my goodness. Your life does change. Do You still carry that stuff with you? Yeah, but you can, you have a way to battle it back much easier. Panic attacks. I used to have them horribly. Oh goodness. They were horrible. Um, flashbacks in the middle of a grocery store. Oh, ridiculous. You know, um, little, his smells, certain smells could stop me in my tracks. Still do sometimes, but not as often. And I got my little toolbox now, you know. I've gotten the help that I need. I still talk to a counselor at the VA. I see no shame in that at all. And I will continue talking to my counselor as long as I feel that I need to to keep me on the right track. You know, you have good days and you have bad days. Um, but yeah, I was told, you know, Kim, put your pride to the side. And I got angry when I heard that. But I look back now and I'm like, oh, the anger was just my fear. That anger was my fear. Right. And who wants to who wants to admit that they have fear? Nobody. I know
0: I didn't. <laughs> <You> know?
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, up here is I don't have any fear. I'm not afraid of anything.
0: <laughs> that but pushed I, your button right there. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. And I, it probably pushes a lot of people's buttons to say, you right. know, put your pride to the side. But you'll be amazed, you know, and when you're when you let that weight off, and I know, you know, maybe a lot of your listeners already have. And they're just sitting there shaking their head. Yeah. Oh, wow. Been there, been there, done that. Um, reach out to somebody else then. Some. Okay. If you see somebody's light dimming or it's been dim for a long time, reach out. You don't have to ask them details about what they went through. Just say, hey, you know, is there something I can do to help you? Just something exactly. simple, you know, reach uh, out, grab a cup of coffee. Hey, if it's an older veteran, maybe you got a neighbor who's an older veteran. A widow maybe. We got the holidays coming up. Yeah. Walk over with a cup of coffee. Yeah, you know, just Sit say, and Hey brother. Hey, brother, you wanna talk? I just wanna say hi. I want to see how you're doing. <laughs> you know, seriously. That could that could mean the difference in someone sticking around or not. Holidays Definitely. are really hard for a lot of people.
0: Especially like and you said, if they if they've on their own now as a widow and uh, the older veterans that you uh, had the honor of speaking to, the World War II veterans, the Korea veterans, a lot of them are losing all their friends. I mean, It's yes. time. It's it's their age. So they know their numbers coming soon. And these are the times of the year that it's hardest on them and hardest on anyone that lost people in their lives. So it's like you said, if you can go over there, put your arm around them, have a cup of coffee, or, or even just sit and talk with them for a little while, get beaten in a game of checkers by them because they, they will right. beat you to they'll cheat they'll cheat and do whatever they have to do to beat you, but they'll beat you and you just let it happen. And that makes their day, makes their year, makes their life. And it's good.
1: Yes. Yes. And I, you know, I, I, I've seen it happen over and over again with just, just someone reaching out, a phone call, a text message, a card in the mail, an actual written card, you know, in the mail. Um, that means so much to someone and it literally could be the thing that keeps them around. And we've had several instances within our post where we've had people say, hey, you know, you you called on a night that I was thinking of, you know, ending it. I didn't want to be around anymore. I can't deal with it. I can't do it anymore. And uh, I had a friend of mine years ago. I got a call at one o'clock in the morning. And when your phone rings at that time, you know, something's wrong. (laughs) Um, and I reached over, grabbed the phone and it was a friend of mine I hadn't talked to in years and he's a veteran and I knew that he had struggled since he had retired. He was in for over 20, um, combat for probably all of that. And he was struggling a lot and I knew that, but he'd never shared and I wasn't pushing. I never asked, but he called and he was not himself, not himself. He was completely distraught. That's about the best word I can use. Completely, one hundred percent distraught, and I kept saying, you know, because he and he also wasn't making sense of what he was saying, and I kept saying, you know, trying to bring him back, you know, this is Kim, you called Kim, what's going on, buddy? Come on, sweetie, tell me what's happening, and uh, he just kept saying he couldn't do it anymore, couldn't do it oh. anymore said, I I cannot stand. He goes, I can't even close my eyes because the faces won't leave me alone. And he was just going on and on. And uh, I didn't, you know, I was hundreds of miles away on the phone at one o'clock in the morning. And I listened to him for about 45 minutes. Because he, for whatever reason, he called me. I have no idea why it would be me that he chose. But there's always something else at work that makes that stuff happen. And then I got a message the next day. Because I was really worried, really worried. Got a message the next day from him saying he apologized for calling me so late. He saw that my number was in his phone and how long he was on the phone with me, but he doesn't remember talking to me. But he remembers waking up on his living room floor with his 45 in his hand. And uh, I said, you can call me anytime. (laughs) You can call me right. anytime. Cause uh you know, he obviously had that gun in his hand the whole time he was on the phone the night before. Right. So something I said sunk, you know, got through, snuck through somewhere. That, you know, somebody calls you, listen. You might think, oh, this guy's a pain in the butt, or oh, I don't know if I can even handle this today you know what, maybe they can't handle what they're going through today. And that might make you know, be the biggest difference between living or not. You know, so my, my heart is, it always goes out to veterans. Um, I've not experienced combat like many, many, many people have my, my battle was different. Um, but a battle just the same. So I understand those feelings of darkness and those feelings of why am I here? But then I also know now that there is a reason I'm here. And I think it's to share my stories and share other stories and to toss those little nuggets of hope out there. And if I see somebody's light dimming, I know how that feels. So it's like, okay, their light's dimming. I'm going to go over and, see if i can't you know toss a little spark their way you know any little thing any little thing can make a huge difference
0: definitely and you've seen the statistics now it's a you know they say 22 a day we lose veterans to suicide but that's not counting in they don't count in drug overdoses or vehicular accidents that may be mentally uh mental health related as well where the new stats will come out and say it's about 44 a day we've been losing since probably 2015 A lot of them were Vietnam vets in the beginning, and now, of course, it's coming up to the current day, the present day. And those veterans that came after Vietnam, they didn't go get help because they were being ridiculed when they came home. They didn't think the VA would help them. And sadly to say, their struggles would help our generation of veterans because that struggle is what made the VA what it is now. And if it wasn't for their fight and the ones who were able to still fight and put that tenacity towards it, and have a voice, we wouldn't have anything right now. And I always look back and say, thank you to their generation. And I'm sure the kids after us, I'm calling the kids like you were called a kid by them at the post. They look back and say, thanks old man for what you did to help us get keep these benefits of the VA and keep this helping. As long as we keep helping each other and telling each other what's out there, I think that's what's gonna help us all get stay in the light and stay forward.
1: Oh, I agree. I 100% agree. You know, and that's a good point that you brought up that, that it's that generation um, fighting with the VA that has gave us the ability to have the benefits and things that we have now today. You're absolutely right on that. You know, and that that brings up, a when I first started to, when the guys made me go (laughs) all those years ago, there was literally not a single female counselor or any programs in place for females. There was nothing. And so I was in front of you know, a male counselor. And I will never forget that that night because it was an evening appointment. They drugged me up there, uh, up there, which means it's about a 45 minute drive north of me. So, you know, I was, they drugged me up, all the guys did. Um, but I was sitting in this, you know, this office with this counselor and I was filled with anger, filled with it. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. I'm supposed to sit here and talk to a man. Are you kidding me? And <laughs> I was angry. Oh my gosh. I was angry. And this guy knew it. And he sat there, you know, sat back and we just kind of looked at each other and then he leaned forward. I would never forget this. And he said, I'm going to be completely honest with you, Kim, we don't have anything in place for someone like you. We have no idea what to do with you. We don't have any programs, nothing in place for you. He goes, so I'm winging it with you. And I appreciated that honesty. Because there were no, there was no programs throughout the VA for female veterans, especially female veterans that had went through military sexual trauma. Right. Nothing. There were no female counselors. So what would they do with me? They didn't know. And I appreciated that honesty. And I said, well, I appreciate your honesty, but I still don't feel like talking to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't. We sat there and stared at each other for 40 minutes. (laughs) Wow. I was stubborn, um, but I did continue to see him. But that first time I was there, you know, it was, uh, it was, I will never forget it, you know, and then his, his blunt honesty. And for years, it was 12 years before there was a female counselor. That was available for me to talk to if I, and you've got to connect to these people, you know, you can't
0: just,
1: yeah, you can't just say, oh, we have a female counselor for you. And I'm like, well, she's an idiot and I don't want to talk to her. (laughs) Um, Exactly. It it was 12 years before, in my area anyway, there was anything in place for female veterans, 12 years.
0: And I think now even was last year or two years ago, when Vanessa, Vanessa Guillen down at Fort Hood, when that happened, that put that spotlight back on to the same situation uh, of MST and stuff like that. But it's still at that point, well, how many counselors were, still, were there in place to deal with that uh, specific issue in the VA? And it wasn't a lot. And they were starting, to I think it's women's clinics now, women's uh, health clinics that they were doing to help with their mental health. And it was kind of a separate clinic from what the, where the actual all veterans go. Oh, the women can go over in the block, uh, two doors on the right or whatever. That's just for women because we know how to handle them. But did they? We don't know. And we won't know this until 20 years from now when they do a study and say, we right. helped this many people. And it's going right. to be hard to find. But you might have been that trailblazer way back when, when you started to get maybe that ball starting to roll. And Mike, get this the, going. the
1: gentleman that was the council, he's since retired. Um, there was one point because I was seeing him once a week for quite a while. And, uh, there was one point he was asking me to share with others. If he could find others that were willing to come like to, to form a group, you know? And I said, "I, I I can't, I don't want to. And he said, if not you, who there's no, he goes, you know what we've been going through just to try and help you because there's nothing in place. We're winging it. We're making it up as we go. And he's, and he actually used the word trailblazer. And I said, but I don't know if I wanna be a trailblazer for this, yeah, because that's like, that That felt like it was just like ripping everything open again. Right. You know, when it's just me and him one-on-one and it took months for me to share with him, um, for him to get to the nitty gritty. It took a long time, and he was asking me to share that with others that would listen, so they could learn how to counsel others and to go out and speak to these other counselors. And I was like, I don't want to do it. You know, it was scary. Actually, I I was I was uh, I was afraid to do it. It felt too exposing, and I felt that I had already. I just wasn't at the right place to do it at that point in time. I couldn't have been public speaking like I am now or writing stories and sharing things like I am now at that point in time. No, but I do remember him using the word he goes, you know, you gotta be a trailblazer for other women. He goes, cause you are not the only one. Right. People, they're afraid to come forward, you know, and, right. uh, and I understand that completely. I understand why they would be afraid to come forward. But uh, I did eventually start talking to women's groups and stuff like Helping. that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I can understand what you're saying about tearing your own wound back open every time. So ripping that Band-Aid off every time you got ahead and then only rip this open again let me fall back a step. But now you're sharing with the other women. And I know it was hard for you, but I'm sure it helped many of them to see that they're not alone in that fight and they're able to keep driving forward and stay out of the darkness. Like we spoke of earlier and without someone there to say, Hey, I've been through this. I can help you through it. They might not be with us now.
1: Right. You know, real quick, I, I was speaking to a women's group. This was years ago, probably 10, 11 years ago. Um, and it was with my first book that I was a co-author in that I shared just a very general, or, you know very gen- in general terms my story in this book and this older woman she was 80 and she came up to me afterwards and she gave me a big hug she asked me to sign her book her copy of her book so I did and as she hugged me she started crying and she said "I've been where you were and I've never told a soul for over 60 years."
0: Ooh, wow
1: wow. And she whispered that as she was hugging me and then she stepped back and had her hands on my shoulders. And she just said, thank you, sweetie, for what you're doing. And she just took her book to her chest and walked away. And I just stood there and said, excuse me, can someone please show me where the restroom is? And I went in the bathroom and just started bawling.
0: 60 years held that in 60 years.
1: Well, think about it. She was 80. Right. So you think about that back in the day, that would be a scandal.
0: Yes. And she'd be like that as the person. Right. I was going to say like the yeah. witches in the Salem, she'd be like them right there. She'd
1: yes. I, you know, and I, I don't know if she's still around or not, but she had such an impact on me that night. And you know, it was just those few whispered words, as she was hugging me and saying thank you for sharing your story, and those few whispered words just slammed me like a physical slam in my heart. And then I thought, okay, all right, I was supposed to be here tonight for her, because maybe that's that the list. only time, maybe that's the only time she was ever going to say anything. Right. You know. Oh goodness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's, the burden, it's the burden you wear now, as the trailblazer, as the unwilling trailblazer.
1: <laughs> being, being, em- I'm incredibly empathetic, and I, I, I feel other people's stuff. It's like it, I can physically feel it, and then I carry it, um, which is not healthy all the time. <laughs>
0: Not healthy,
1: carry, not healthy to carry other people's stuff. So you know I've, I've actually had to work really hard at that too to still have the empathy obviously, but don't let it sneak in to where to where I'm carrying it to. Um, because that that's very detrimental to my own my own mental health. <laughs> um, and I found that out the hard way. but uh, I, I I I don't know how it is for you, but for me, it's incredibly hard to see a hurting soul. It's very very hard for me to see a hurting soul and not want to help even if it's just listening like you said earlier if it's just listening.
0: Right? You know, I don't know how is it for you? I and mean, sometimes it's you know like you just said some people they just want to speak or some people you realize they're not asking for help but you might just be there to help without even knowing. Just by sitting, like you said earlier, sitting, having a cup of coffee or having a beer with somebody. You sit there and just listen. Listen to hear, not listen to speak. And let them get it off their chest. And you might just help them without even trying because they might not even ask for help. Most people won't ask for help. Like you said earlier, a lot of people are stubborn. They're hard-headed. And they will not ask for help. They'll run into that wall seven times before they say, hey, wait, this wall hurts. Something's wrong with that wall or something's wrong with me. And I can't stop running into it. And... It takes an ear to listen to what they're saying or an eye to visualize what they're actually doing in front of you to say, hey, I can help you. And maybe if you listen for maybe 10 seconds, that will make their day, make their life. And I think that's the hardest part for everybody.
1: Right. Right. And, you know, don't I've had people tell me, you know, you can't fix me. Right. And I said, well, I'm not trying to fix you. I can't. Only you can do that right but you know you have that anger that comes out at times from people you know who do you oh, think yeah. you are you don't know what i went through you don't understand but you're right i was not in your boots i did not see what you saw i did not have to do what you did you're right i didn't but i know right. a hurting soul when i see one
0: and i don't have to went it. through
1: what you went through to know that you're
0: hurting soul exactly
1: you know, and, uh, and I will never ever say to someone, "I know exactly what you mean." I will I never do <laughs> that because I don't. Everybody's everybody's story is their story; it's their own. I can't possibly put myself in someone else's shoes. I can only wear my own.
0: It was a hard sometimes to wear your own shoes because you're trying to do so much at one time. Especially you right now, you do so much. And you probably don't realize how much you're doing because your day goes by so fast. Because mm. you're, you're beating an author. You're helping others. You're planning the packing of these packages coming up here in a couple weeks. You got the t- TV show, your podcast. Everything is whirling around. So by the time your day's over, you really don't know what happened until the next morning. Wow. I don't know what happened. yesterday. But it was awesome. And, it, and you know, I have also
1: up. found, I have found that veterans... At least the ones I know, and I know a lot of them that live with PTSD, they are all very, very busy. Because you have to make sure you're tired enough to sleep.
0: <laughs> that, And also to keep that mind moving instead of getting that rest. Once that mind gets that rest, it starts playing tricks on you. So you got to let, right. let it stay busy all day long.
1: <laughs> have you noticed that, though, in veterans that you know?
0: Yes, definitely. Everyone oh, I know that's everyone has been through. The, there's still, you know, you're never done with the battle. You got to stay in the fight. Everyone is through the fight, they keep themselves as busy as possible. And it's sometimes from the outsider, casual outsider, looking in, they'll think, "Wow, something's wrong with them." People that have this much energy all day long and then just pass out at night like nothing happened. But I, I think many of us do it pretty well.
1: I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, if you're that busyness. Like, you know, you with this show that that's incredibly helpful and it's a positive thing. So when you're keeping yourself busy, because I know there's a lot of people out there listening that are and that do and that will continue to make sure you're doing something busy that's that's positive. That's yes. a positive thing.
0: <laughs> not a detrimental thing. Yes.
1: Right, right. <laughs> do something positive. There's something you, there's somewhere you can help in your community somewhere. There's someone in a, a, somewhere in a veteran organization in your local community that you can help do something somewhere. And believe me, you can keep really busy by volunteering your time. And it also helps to heal. Yes, it really does. And that's a proven fact. Volunteering and helping others helps those who are hurting heal.
0: And I had a guest on pretty early in my uh, show's uh, tenure called uh, Mr. Mr. Alan Simmons, a Marine Corps veteran. And his motto is serving with purpose on purpose. So to keep, continue to serve and have that purpose in life and do it on purpose so that you're doing things positively moving forward. And I've kind of transitioned to that kind of saying on ours as well. And just keep moving forward with purpose. Don't don't move forward with just slug. Go forward, have purpose in life and help others as you move forward.
1: Right. And that's where my little saying, I just want to toss nuggets of hope out there. That's where that came from. You know, little nuggets and you know i'll show you i even went and i have nuggets
0: nuggets <laughs> there
1: you are. The little stones that say hope i carry these with me i carry a few with me all the time and i give them to people if i see someone and nice. i'll be like oh they look like a hurting soul i'm telling you i feel this stuff and um i've probably given out more than a dozen now and nice I just hand them to strangers, and I've not had a single person refuse one. And I just give it to them and just say, I would just want, you know, hey, I have a strong feeling I'm supposed to give you this little nugget of hope today. And I just yeah, set it in their hand and I say, I wish you hope. I, you know, I hope you have a blessed day. And I literally turn and walk away. I don't think I'm supposed to stand and talk to them. I'm just supposed to give them that little nugget. And I've had people kind of laugh at me like, wow, she's kind of crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've I've had a couple people with not say a word, but just start crying. And the one the last one that I gave out about a week ago, was a gentleman. It was almost like I was stalking him because I'm like, I really think he's supposed to get one of these for me. And I'm like, maybe I am crazy. And I was kind of like following him <laughs> you know? and we're going, I'm going to my car and I look over and he's pushing his cart to his car. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. We're okay. He, yes, I'm supposed to give. So I literally just walked over to him. I said, excuse me, sir. I feel so strongly. I'm supposed to give you a nugget of hope today. And I, hand- he opened his hand. I gave it to him. He didn't even look at it. He just said, thanks. And turned back <laughs> towards his car. So I start walking away and I'm like, have a blessed day. And I'm walking in my car, you know, starting to walk away and thinking, you know, well, okay. And then I hear from behind me, oh, oh, thank you. And I turned back, and that gentleman is standing there looking down at his hand at that little stone. And I just turned back around and got in my car and started crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he was one who needed it He had a Vietnam yeah. that baseball hat on So who knows what he was going through Or what he's been carrying And maybe just that from a stranger Just the yeah. word hope That maybe that was that little spark he needed Because maybe his day was total crap Maybe he went to bed that way and woke up that way you never know. You never know what little thing can turn someone's day or their life around. So, you know, hey, if me walking around with little stones in my pocket all the time, <laughs> you know, A I'm going to chuck- them. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I was joking with somebody, and they were they were saying, "Well, what if so? You know, didn't do people look at you like you're crazy, or just want to throw it back at you?" I'm like, "Heck no! I just I want to be the one out there chucking my nuggets." of hope. <laughs>
0: i not hitting heads. Good.
1: <laughs> Here, I want you to have some hope today. You know? What?
0: See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and when you know, thought you were, you were you were stalking them. <laughs> that's a good stalking, though. Know? It's not a bad stalking. There, that was a good. That's one. Sir, yeah, that's
1: what I'm like, oh, I feel like a creeper sometimes, know, But <laughs> I really just want to give you some hope. I'm not crazy. You're
0: you're able to turn his frown upside down for at least that 10 minutes or the rest of that day so that that's the best thing of, of that outcome there not you going that's in the right. car and crying but the
1: his facial expression had changed right. so much i mean it, it was vulnerable his he was very vulnerable at that moment and he didn't see yeah. me turn and look back at him because he it, wasn't it, speaking it. to me you know he was just talking to himself, standing by his cart at the back of his car. Um, right. But wow. Yeah. You know, and, and I was like, okay, that that's worth it right there. And that's maybe he'll carry that. that with him every day. Maybe he's going to carry that in his pocket every day now.
0: Or maybe he'll or hand it off need- to the next person. Yes. He might pass it off to the next person he sees and said, you need this today and it'll keep you a cycle.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine where they might go?
0: your nugget of hope can go all around the whole country.
1: <laughs> I I know. Isn't that amazing to, to just think of it? So I sit there, I'm like, you know, why shouldn't I envision it that way? Right. You know, coming from my little slice of America, who <laughs> knows where, you know, these could end up. You never know. So I, that's, I carry them with me all the time. They're in my car. I've got some in my purse. I always have two or three with me because you never know. You never know.
0: You never know who needs one or who are you going to run into. So that's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, there's a message from uh, from Jake Holland on here from our talk earlier about veterans before us pave the road and make things easier for us. Yeah. And he also, this is to you from Jake as well. As a man with a wife, daughters, and sisters that have been through trauma, I thank you for getting the word out and getting women to talk about their experiences and get the help they need. So that's from oh, Jake thanks. Holland. He's he's an EOD veteran, so he – He doesn't look like a a soft man with empathy, but he just wrote all this, so that's Docker for me. It's good.
1: Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So
0: you just gave him a nugget of hope. That's awesome.
1: See? I can't throw it through the screen, but there
0: you go. (laughs) I can punch him next time I see him.
1: (laughs) You can punch him. That's from Kim.
0: (laughs) That's some hope for you. Here's your hope, son. He'll enjoy that too much, though, so I don't know if to do that. Oh,
1: okay. Then don't come up with something else. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I'll come up with something nicer, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yes, nicer. Remember positivity. Something positivity,
0: leaning forward and positivity. No punching Jake. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, So, Kim, how does someone get in contact with you just to chat with you like I am now or to find out more about you?
1: you know, get on my website. That's the easiest way. Cause you can see what I'm doing. You can also contact me through there. My website is just my name. It's Kim Langling com. Um, so you can contact me through there. Um, you know, and Hey, if there's folks out there that are listening that are veterans, I'd love to have, you know, a short chat to see if maybe you might be a good fit for my podcast, let fear bounce. Um, Cause I do have, I've had quite a few veterans come on and chit chat about whatever it is you want to you know it doesn't have to be about a traumatic experience or anything like that it's whatever you want to chat about but you know i like doing that that that's a, a way for me like you're providing a platform for people to talk you know and i do the same um just just has a different name to it
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it's like almost a mirror it's, it's well, yeah
1: yeah it yeah. is and it's so it, it is so good to find others that are doing similar things, that yes. that are giving a platform and helping to give a voice, like you said. Give a voice, let your voices to let voices be heard and stories to be shared, because you never know who's listening. Exactly. You know. And it's just it's such it's such a huge blessing to me anyway to run into people like you and to meet, you know connect, se- seemingly random connections, you know? <laughs> seemingly <But it's>, <laughs> it, yeah, seemingly random. Um, But, uh, you know, I, I like to to think that there, there's all a reason for why all that connection stuff happens and and it all happens in the time that it's meant to.
0: Right, and so everything happens for a reason in life and that's why this happened tonight and uh, why yeah. the show will, will hopefully touch enough people where they have those nuggets of hope and they move forward positively.
1: Yeah. So Kim, keep you, doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing.
0: I will. I definitely will. And if you ever want to flip the mic, I'll be more than willing to come on your show as well.
1: You are coming on my show.
0: Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> yes,
1: ma'am. There you go.
0: <laughs> Kim, if you can give three bits of advice to someone that's been going through their holding the trauma in, or been through trauma like you had, what would those three bits of advice be to get them over that hump, baby? Three bits. Or one first large off, bit, one big nugget.
1: <laughs> first off, uh, breathe. I had such a hard time breathing. Panic attacks and all of that. Breathe. In with good, out with bad. Go outside. That's what I do. So breathe, talk to somebody, please. Please Definitely. talk to somebody, and then when you start to feel a bit better, when your light starts to shine more. You share your light with others. So breathe, get hope, share hope, or get help, share hope.
0: Outstanding, and uh, listeners, please write that down, and please keep keep on this side of the, of the light, and see yeah, it keep moving forward for us, and we would really appreciate that, Kim. Thank you for, uh, for kicking off our Veterans Week since our our first show got kind of derailed yesterday. You became number one today, so outstanding. would kick off our of Veterans Week. Number, number one. one. Number <laughs> one. There you go. You've done it. You kicked it off, and uh, I think this is a great start for our Veterans Week shows. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Dan Lombard will be on. Hopefully, everyone tunes in and listen to him as well. Uh, for now, uh, this is uh, this is the misfit. Uh, we're signing off. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are